Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos Podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go! Fantasy Football Sackos, Jason and Alex back again for some semi-round waivers. You, you nailed it. How was did I, did I land? I don't think that's <laughs> fine. It is what it is. It's late. I've had a heck of a couple days, and we are going to get this in. Join the party, man. high water. And Always get it in. Always get it in, Jason. That's the right. Semi round, the semis of the fantasy football playoffs. Hopefully, you guys have cobbled together a group of misfits to carry you through your playoffs. Because that's what I'm down to after losing Tank Dell and Keenan Allen. Um, Thank God for Ty Chandler to get me to a semifinal in a league. Three out of four ain't bad. Uh, the one being a work league that I don't care because I put my two weeks in today. So what up? What up? Uh, and uh, so let's let's secure the bag and at least one of these and figure out what, what to do. Just a, a rough week. Overall, if you survive, congratulations. If you didn't, hearts out to you. There is no worse day of the year than getting eliminated from a fantasy football league. And these three weeks is, depending on how many leagues you have, you're probably going to have a very bad weekend multiple weekends in a row because that's just kind of how it works because the shit's random and half the players seemingly get hurt every week. And unless you have CMC, you're in trouble every week. And even he kind of fiddled with his knee at one point during that game and just turned out he just got retaped and then just exploded for two touchdowns right away. I was like, okay, never mind. We good, we good. Yeah, it's like it's like CMC and Mostert. That that's it. Because there there was everyone else. There there was two starting running back, like people started Foreman, people started Bijan. Gross. Both got both got negative points. Like just if you survive, <laughs> like in, in our league, they happen to be facing each other, which was, uh, I think, the first time in league history we've had two players start negative uh, point Oof. scores in the same week. So just a, a wild week, and if you made it, congratulations. Like, we're one step closer to some cash. All right, let's start these waivers off. Quarterbacks, you running out for Joe Flacco yet? Um, I mean, they're throwing the ball so much. 375 passing yards, pair of scores. 200 in the fourth quarter against the vaunted Bears defense. He's averaged a whopping 313 yards per game through three weeks and has at least two touchdown passes in all three. At, Which at is Houston. incredible. Why is Joe Flacco? I mean, is he 47? <laughs> uh, I don't know. You can check that while I talk. He's in a controlled environment this week in Houston, which is just He's okay. 38. I was not far off. I was less than 10 years <laughs> off, and I was exaggerating. That's incredible. Like, the at Houston matchup isn't... Like, it's not scarier than the Bears matchup, and that was in, like, some slick conditions. So if if they're going to continue to chuck the ball down the field and Flacco has one of the bigger arms in the NFL, I can't believe I just said that sentence. Like, Can I just say why on earth 
did the New York football Jets not sign him, given everything that they went through? Why? Why did he sit around all season and then just ball out for the Browns? It's a good question. Uh, other free agent quarterbacks in our league, Baker Mayfield had 30. Uh, Aiden O'Connell had 25. Gardner Minshew had 20. Derek Carr had 20. Easton Stick still had 17. Nick Mullins had 17. And then it was Flacco, at least in our scoring. All of those players are rostered under 50%. Like... Holy cow. Since week 10, Jacksonville has allowed 18-plus uh, fantasy points to five of six opposing quarterbacks, a list that includes Jake Browning and Joe Flacco. And a, grand total, a grand total of three teams have allowed more passing yards than the Jags this season. As Baker Mayfield says, hey, come on down to Tampa Bay so I can light you up. So cupcake matchup for Baker. I think he goes off again this week. So if you are struggling, I think that you could do a lot worse than plugging in uh, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, position 15 on the year from a scoring perspective. So you could do worse than Baker and he has the weapons, whether it's Kate Otten or godwin or evans so and the the amount that they're checking down like and just just hitting running backs out of the backfield i know that like it's it's just a just a pleasure to watch like his numbers i i was uh um i don't even know who i was listening to but basically they're very similar to tom brady uh last year and and rashad white um has been a huge difference maker for them because they're not checking it down to old man lenny Oh, playoff Lenny. Um He's coming. How do you feel about how do you feel about Jake Browning? Quarterback for the Bengals. Uh he in four starts is averaging about three hundred passing yards a game, has a seventy six percent completion percentage, uh averaging more than nine yards per pass attempt and has a passer rating of almost hundred and ten. Those numbers would rank first, first, second, and second, uh, both behind only Brock Purdy from the Iowa State University, uh, which is among all qualified QBs on the season. So gross. Uh, um, the, the gross is just for the, the Iowa State University, by the way. Um, tough, I, I guess. Gross having winners? When was the last time they had a winning season? They have winning seasons regularly. They're Iowa oh. State. <laughs> you can look that up while I'm talking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I don't like Jake Browning quite as much just because Jamar Chase is out. Um, and because Jamar Chase is out, I think that limits his upside a little bit. Do you uh, know he's out, though? He just said he might miss some time. Yeah, he's pretty much out. I was reading on Pro Football Talk earlier that they're expecting him to, to miss this week. Um, mm. Separated shoulders. So with that being the case, um, I, I do think that limits um, Browning's upside a little bit, especially being on the road. Uh, and I know, like you just talked, yeah, he lit up Jacksonville and Jacksonville, but Jacksonville gets lit up. Pittsburgh's defense is at least average and can put pressure on you and um, – so I I would try to find something else if possible. Iowa State has had a winning record for six out of the last seven seasons, including twenty twenty when they went nine and three, 
Uh, eight and one in conference, played in the conference championship. Happy for you. Um, the instead of Jake Browning, um, I would potentially look at Nick Mullins. Oh, uh, I, I thought you were going Minchie there. No, uh, Nick Mullins uh, rostered in six percent of leagues. He's home against Detroit this week. Um, w- was really targeting Justin Jefferson. It seemed like they were getting on the same page. He had three hundred yards against Cincinnati. Still has Hawkinson. Um, Addison had over 100 yards. Um, so if if you're in need of a quarterback, the whole matchup against Detroit um, is is I, I would look there. I, I know Detroit looked really good against the Broncos um, on yeah, sat on they, Saturday, they um, but they were at home um, and and they'll be in Minnesota. So I, I just think it'll be different. Um, and and uh, golf and the home road splits, they're substantially different. So I don't mind uh, Mullins um, against Detroit, who who has struggled against the pass. Same game. Talk dirty to me about Ty Chandler. He looked unbelievable. Uh, uh, I I was I happily more adjectives, please. Um, he made me a little hard. On Saturday, Whoa. watching him. Whoa. Well, you asked for more. I gave it I to said you. Adjectives. No. You know exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, scoring a touchdown in the first series, rostering forty-five percent of ESPN leagues. Uh, when he dove into that end zone, um, the the hands of the official signaling touchdown were not the only thing that went up uh, in the United States. 23 carries, 132 yards, a touchdown, three catches, 25 yards. I'm hoping that Alexander Madison is out again so I can deploy Ty Chandler. Um, where has this run run game been all year? Um, we were expecting Madison to be doing this on the regular, and it, it took him getting hurt uh, for Ty Chandler to come in. So, um, yeah, he, he was he was unbelievable. Was that descriptive enough for you? I don't want to touch on that anymore. So instead, sure? I'll turn my attention to Zamir White, rostered in 7% of leagues. Uh, Josh Jacobs may return from his quad injury to play week 16. Um, if so, then you're just stashing Zamir. But 17.5 fantasy points starting debut Thursday night. Uh, Raiders faced the Chiefs a few weeks after Jacobs just absolutely lit them up back in November. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Jacobs is kind of the future of that team. Maybe they get a little conservative and and leave Zamir in for an extra game. So um, yeah. this is re- this is really hard because they're the Monday night game against the Chiefs, and so you don't if. Like you don't know if Jacobs is coming back, and so it's hard for you to start Zamir White because if Jacobs does come back, then like you are in big trouble in, in semifinal weekend when you probably weren't counting on him anyway. If you are counting on him, you kind of have to roll the dice at least a little bit. Also hard to gauge because Jacobs on a short week Thursday night, they're like, hey man, take a week off, get good. It's... It's a toss-up. So injury reports, obviously, are going to be super important. 
But that's that's the cause for concern is the Monday night game because you might be damned if you do, damned if you don't, uh, d- depending on who you're starting. Same game, other side. You have Jarek McKinnon, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, it is sure, rumored sh- sure do. that Isaiah <laughs> Pacheco may return week 16 against the Raiders after having cleanup surgery on his shoulder last week. Um, Edwards Alaire, I mean, he's been pretty damn good, honestly. He was great. He had that really nice touchdown catch in the back of the end zone that was kind of thrown up there by, by Mahomes, uh, four catches, 64 yards, uh, had a long, uh, long catch in there. 13 for 37 leaves a little bit to be desired on the ground. Um, he, but I mean, he he looked really good on the on the flip side of that. So uh, Clyde rostering thirty three percent, McKinnon rostering thirty seven percent of rosters. Um, McKinnon had a passing touchdown. He had a receiving touchdown. More involved in the running games, back to back weeks of double digits for McKinnon. Um, home against the the Raiders, I would expect them to be running the ball quite a bit in that game. I don't think they can run the ball with either of these guys, honestly. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying in general. So, like, it's a like this sucks too, right? Because it's the Will Pacheco play on Monday. If he does, then McKinnon and Clyde have yes. almost next to no value. And if he doesn't, then they do. But are you really going to wait until Monday? Like, you're you're very much in this in a similar situation. Yes. Yep. So. So in those two, like, are you avoiding all five of those players? <laughs> like, one sixteenth of the NFL playing on a Monday night with uncertainty at the running back position due to health, that's brutal. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those deals where, I mean, maybe a couple of these guys are going to be on waivers. And so if you're stuck with Pacheco on your IR slot already, because you already had him on a roster on your team, maybe you can go out and get a McKinnon in case Pacheco's out again. Yeah, it should be no. Yeah, it should be noted. Uh, Andy Reid said that he expects Pacheco to play um, against the Raiders, barring a setback. Which, of course, so then the only one I would be interested in is Pacheco. Right. Um, uh, Pacheco was medically cleared to play um, against the Patriots, but they kept him out. So the assumption is that he'll be playing. I I don't think you can play McKinnon. Um, and for sure, definitely not uh, Clyde if if that's the case. So I guess that clears that up a little bit. But again, if he does have a setback in practice, then <laughs> welcome back. Bazinga. Right. All right. Uh, moving on. Chase Brown of the Cincinnati Bengals has looked pretty electric in limited his limited role. Um, my only concern is I don't, necessarily think his role will grow at all over the course of the playoffs they kind of i think are pretty content using him how they are which is basically as a change of pace kind of guy um but he looks much more electric than mixon who's i mean kind of an average but it just i don't know kind of reminds me of like devon achan versus mostert or like keaton mitchell and gus I don't see the role fully growing. Uh, R.I.P. to Keaton Mitchell. Uh, we'll touch on that. Yeah, in, pour in, one in out in a little bit. Um, 
Chase Brown reminds me a lot of Samaj P. Ryan last year, where mm-hmm. they it kind of limits Joe Mixon's upside at least a little bit, but Mixon's still scoring touchdowns, and so when he does, he's really productive. But if he doesn't get in the end zone, then he's just okay. Um, Mixon has over 30 receiving yards in four of the last five games. Um, so it's really hard to say that even with Chase Brown kind of emerging, who's had, you know, three catches the last two. So I I don't think you're going to be able to play Chase Brown unless you're really desperate and, and are just like, hey, I'll take five points because the likelihood of getting the end zone is very yeah. little because that's that's clearly Mixon's job uh, yeah. at the, down in the the red zone. All right, we're getting down to the bottom of the barrel here for RBs. Uh, we talked a little bit about Trey Sermon before we pressed uh, record on this whole shebang, but talking about Trey Sermon, you had Zach Moss with an arm injury. Jonathan Taylor is uh, still, I think, crutching his thumb to some degree. Um, not sure if Taylor comes back this week. Zach Moss probably out, I would guess. Um, yeah, I would guess, too, uh, Shane Steichen said that Taylor's feeling good, could be back in action this week. We'll see how the week goes. Like, this is a... Com- help. They do oh, play I Christmas know. Eve. So at least well, it's not a Monday game. But not a great matchup. Like, oddly, not a great matchup against Atlanta. Um, who... I don't know. They're they're just they're weird. <laughs> if he starts, he's f- getting fifteen touches. So, I mean, that's every bit of a low end running back two, high end running back three. So, he he's certainly flexible if if he ends up starting. Yeah, if, if Jonathan Taylor's playing, there's no way you're not starting him. Even though the Falcons, I believe, give up the third least amount of fantasy points to running backs. And then the absolute bottom of the barrel, Roshan Johnson led Bears running backs with 11 opportunities on Sunday, six targets, caught four. Uh, they do uh, go up against the best lineup or the best running back matchup this week with the Cardinals. I mean, I dropped him, finally. I bet he explodes <laughs> this week. That's kind of what ne- happens. But no, so this is this is the same situation as the Vikings game where they had him in more as a blocker, um, and then he'll go back to mediocrity and and do nothing this week. Uh, I would expect the full form and experience uh, against the Cardinals, honestly. All right, and then Brian Robinson missed the week. Um, do you see rookie Chris Rodriguez or maybe Antonio Gibson having some value? They are going up against the Jets. Yeah, I was surprised Gibson didn't do more uh, in that game, and they were they were letting uh, Rodriguez um, get more carries, which is surprising. Um, I, I don't know. Chris Rodriguez, 10 carries, 35 yards. Um, Gibson had four for 15. He also had five catches for 20 yards. Um, at the Jets this week, like if you're going to beat the Jets, it's usually on the ground. Um, that's just how it works because their pass defense is so nasty. Um, again, Jonathan Williams did play a little bit, 13 snaps, which is 22% of their total snaps. Um, Williams got concussed. Ah, 
pr- probably a stay away <laughs> if if probably. you can. Probably. Uh, wide receivers. Let's start. Uh, I'm I am crushed at wideout right now, so I need to pick up some of these dudes. Although I don't, I don't know what to do because I'm not like thrilled about any of them. First up, Josh Palmer. Um, man, that was an ugly freaking game. <laughs> it oh, was. That was such oh, an uh, ugly game. If if I could just mention one more running back, uh, Tajay Spears. Uh, we've mentioned him repeatedly on here. Um, Derrick Henry, his contract. He's in the last year of his contract. Um, and Derrick Henry kind of talked openly about you know I'm not sure what his future is. Um, if they're looking to move on, um, it would not be at all surprising uh, to see them not play Derrick Henry uh, all that much down the stretch. Will Levis being injured, um, assuming they're going back to the thrill ride. Um, and I believe Tajay Spears has played like one less total snap than Derrick Henry has this year. Um, so if it's one of those things where Derrick Henry's like, hey, um, you know, not feeling this, would like to be healthy to get one more contract. Um, it actually wouldn't be surprising to see Tennessee kind of honor that now that they're eliminated um, with, with all that he's done for their organization. So I would just keep a specific eye on Spears um, and, and maybe see if Derrick Henry isn't like a surprise inactive or something like that. That'd be wild, wouldn't it? It would be. All right. Josh Palmer. Um talking receivers here obviously you had keenan allen out with a heel issue i didn't know if he just got the itis after herbert got got tko'd for the season um but palmer led the chargers had 100 113 receiving yards and a score albeit only on four catches with four targets um i don't know how the hell he only saw four targets considering that they lost (laughs) the game 63 to 21 you know that that kind of blew my mind because uh, of Easton Stick. Yeah, well, Easton stuck it to the freaking Chargers is what he stuck it to. Um, man, but they did fire Brandon Staley. Do you think that there's like a get back game for the Chargers coming? Are they just going to come out and erupt on the Bills Saturday? Uh, that probably won't happen. Uh, we'll talk about the Bills defense here in a little bit, I believe, when you give everybody your D. Um mm. Hard to start Palmer, but if Palmer is like if if Allen isn't playing, like I I guess you could do worse if you if you're in a tight spot. Um the bulk of his yards came on a 79 yard touchdown. Um hadn't played in six weeks. Um there were games where he had targets of seven, eight, seven, and seven at the beginning of the year, but that was with Herbert and a completely different team. So like, I think he's their number one. I, I, like, Quinton, like, you're not going out and playing him, right? So, that's like, tough. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it's the thing. It, it, it's tough. They, they are at home. So, you won't have to deal with weather, which is nice. We'll talk about that more on the crow kicking corner shortly. But he, he's a desperation play at best. Okay. All right. Well, I am feeling very desperate. So after losing <laughs> Keenan Allen and Tank Dell, 
I'm a desperate guy. Um, next up, uh, Texans wide receiver one, Noah Brown. Um, basically, all it takes to be a top 10 wide receiver in this league is to play for the Houston Texans. <laughs> doesn't matter if it's Tank Dell, Nico Collins, or now Noah Brown. And it also evidently doesn't matter who's quarterback because I was a stay away with C.J. Stroud missing it when, due to concussion protocol, missing the game. Uh, Case Keenum lit up Noah Brown, 11 targets, 82 yards, and a score. So uh, this Sunday, not not as not nearly as appealing. They do play the Browns. Um, there could be some sacks in line for Case Keenum if he's trotted out there. But um, there is a good chance that C.J. Stroud is able to clear concussion protocol and, and potentially be back in action. Um, how do you how do you feel about Noah Brown with or with and without C.J. Stroud? So Cleveland's defense on the road doesn't scare me as much as it does on at, at home. Um, so the last time the Browns were on the road, they gave up 36 to the Rams. Okay. They gave, they gave up 29 to the Broncos. Hit me with the facts. They gave up 31 to the Ravens. What? They gave up 24 to the Seahawks. Yeah. They gave up yeah. 38 to the Colts. Okay. Um... 26 to the Steelers. Talk to me. So, like, they've been really, really good at home. They haven't been as good on the road. Okay. And so I'm fine with that, it, especially if Nico doesn't come back. He would be my priority add. Uh, he's what? rostered in, in 40% of leagues. And, like, it doesn't matter the quarterback. But if, if Nico comes back, you have to downgrade him because Nico is going to fill that number one role. But they've proved <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? But they've had, like, when Dell and Nico were playing, like, they, they have room for two wide receivers in their offense to be good, and you're an idiot. I'm just trying to be Migos over here, just trying just trying to MC here. I don't know who that is. <laughs> you're a white accountant from the suburbs. Plow, plow, plow. Whatever you're doing. <laughs> Is that your machine gun noise? You'll know my machine gun noise before <laughs> you die. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Whew. All right. Curtis Samuel. Ostered 13% of leagues. Pass. Um, <laughs> come on. You got Johnson. Jahan Dotson, kind of not doing much. Okay, Demarcus Robinson rostered Pass. in points. Bro, there are no, but there's nobody else, and I need <laughs> someone. Demarcus Robinson, uh, 14, 15 fantasy points, 67 scrimmage yards, and a score. Eighth year vet has hit 40 plus receiving yards and a touchdown in three straight games. Uh, putting between 13 and 16 fantasy points up in those games. So, Oh, going against a top five New Orleans Saints defense? No thanks. Robinson has run 24 routes in the red zone over the past three weeks, which is tied with Cooper Cup for most of the team. Drawn six targets on those routes, second only to Cooper Cup seven. So... 
I mean, he's being integrated. It's working out well in the red zone. If you are desperate and if you're like me and you're scraping the bottom of that barrel, if you trot it out, I don't know. Who do I have on my bench? I I tried to start Deontay. Oh, Deontay Johnson Panda. I tried to start Odell. That did not end well. Jason, would you uh, care to tell the listeners about why you're in such a bad spot at the wide receiver spot after calling me an idiot for dropping like Josh Downs earlier in the season? And um, I don't, you know, just just I, like, I, hey, you're rostering three tight ends, you're an idiot. But who'd you drop? Just tell tell the people because I I think it's pertinent. Uh do it. Oh, well, I'm in a bad spot at the wide receiver spot. Yeah, because Keenan Allen and Tank Dell are injured. Yes, uh, outside but. of them, I also have one, two, three, four other receivers on my team. Wandale Robinson, Jonathan Mingo, <laughs> Odell Beckham, Deontay Johnson. I did drop. You thought all of those players. Hold on. Say them again slowly for the listeners. Just so, so think about these players that Jason's going to talk about. And then Wondale Robinson, Jonathan Mingo. Yes, I thought all of those players were better than T. Higgins because <laughs> T. Higgins <laughs> did not play for a month and then came back sans Joe Burrow and had three targets that he converted into three catches for 36 yards. Oh, and no. And then he had four targets that he converted into two catches. Oh, no. T. Higgins has not had more than five catches in only he's only had more than five catches in two games this year he really did nothing against minnesota quite honestly he only had 60 receiving yards just scored twice sure did so, uh so yeah he's a free agent in our league only started in 34 percent of leagues so because again he's done nothing he's gone he went over 100 yards once this year He's put up double-digit fantasy points three times out of 15 weeks. Double digits, yep. He's played 10 out of 15 weeks. Like, T. Higgins is one of the biggest busts of the fantasy football season. So, Oh, there have been plenty. Um, but he's, he's definitely on the list, for sure. I mean, he came out and played week one and had zero points. Like, that's, it's bust. And he's yeah. drafted second in the th- you know second third round, and he's just has not been there. Yep. So fair points. Uh, on to tight ends, Jason. Do you uh, do you have anybody? I guess Hunter Henry rostered in eighteen percent of leagues. He just seems Isaiah to have likely these- is a top five tight end. The rest of the way, he needs to be rostered and started everywhere. So is Trey McBride. I would see if they're available first. After that, I'd go for, like, Jake Ferguson if you're desperate. Yeah, likely is um, 52%. McBride is 80%. Uh, very nice. Uh, Jake Ferguson. Jake Ferguson's fine. Uh, Jimmy Graham. Um, Ooh, come on now. No, I just think it's entertaining. So uh, week three had one catch on one target for one touchdown. Um, week 13, he had one catch on one target for one touchdown. Week 14, two catches on two targets for one touchdown. Week 15, two catches for nine yards and one touchdown. Every game he's caught a pass, he scored a touchdown. I just think it's kind of funny. Bazinga. 
Hunter don't, Henry. Don't don't pick him up. Yeah, that's who I was talking about. And then you cut me off. You're like, I think likely. Sorry. It's okay. Nine targets. The Broncos. Hunter Henry goes up against the Broncos this week. The Broncos have allowed nine receiving touchdowns to the position, which is the most in the NFL. Yeah, and Zappy looks like he looks for him, uh, especially when he gets to the red zone. Three touchdowns in the last two weeks. I really hate that name. Zappy. It's pro- it's probably more my voice than it is his name, honestly. True. Uh, very. Jay- very. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you speaking. Yep. Jason, it's that time time again for you to give everybody your D. Whoa. 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 Um, couple things here. Uh, I'm writing three Ds to the championship. Um, and those are basically whoever plays the Chargers. I want that. Mm. Got to have it. Uh, that is the Bills this week. Pick them up. Uh, the Denver Broncos. Um, this defense has been great. They get Bailey Zappi, who has no one to throw to. Um, it, it doesn't sound any better coming out of your mouth either, just for the record. Thanks. Um, so Denver, who I think honestly is probably going to feast, um, I would look at them probably as my D. I also love the Colts. Um, They've been really I mean, good. Pick up the Colts, start the Colts, keep starting the Colts. Um, 14 fantasy points Saturday against the Steelers. Now Indy draws Atlanta on Christmas Eve. Uh, Desmond Ritter turns out is not good at football. Um, nope. So I, I think that the Colts could uh, could be a good one. They also play the Raiders in the fantasy championship round. So you get a little bang for your buck out of them. Right. Other than that, um, the Bears maybe Montez yeah, I Sweat. Mean, uh, the escapability of Kyler, um, I feel like, kind of limits that at least a little bit. Um, one team that you haven't mentioned is the Packers. They're at Carolina this week. Um, mm-hmm. They've struggled the last couple of weeks, but I'm deploying them this week, or at least planning on it, unless something better pops up. Um, especially if yardage is a thing, because Carolina just doesn't move the ball all that much. Um, but yeah, I, I, the Bills, you have the Chiefs defense, which we've mentioned before. They have the Raiders this week, 71% of leagues. Um, they had four sacks against New England, so they're back at least a little bit. Um, and like, it's going to be really tough to st- like the Ravens that you've been riding all year at San Francisco. It's hard to start them. Hard to do the vice versa of that of San Francisco against Baltimore, and even to a certain extent, like, do you really want to start Dallas at Miami, like? Well, one of the things I also want to say is people, you shouldn't be in this position to pick up one of these teams. They should already be in your roster. Well, don't, don't chat, don't chastise people. Well, this isn't, you know, this is not Bush League. This is the fantasy playoffs. You should be looking at the majority of these teams and seeing what their matchups are next week. We already talked about the Colts. I think that the Broncos are probably streamable the rest of the way as well. So one of those teams, you don't even have to do anything the rest of the season. What I will also say is, y'all, drop your fourth or fifth receiver running back who's never going to crack your starting lineup 
and pick up these dudes. Pick up not only these extra defenses so you don't have to make waiver claims on them because you're probably out of fab by now, but you could also pick up guys like, I don't know, Kyler Murray or somebody else that has maybe some pop in uh, at the quarterback position and are, whatnot. Are because you, you're not only saying, not that you have to start them, but you're taking them away from other people. That's right. Are, are you saying you would drop players like Jonathan Mingo and Wandale Robinson? I might start. Th- I have Wandale Robinson <laughs> in my lineup for week 16. Not, not even joking. Oh, no. Dude, I don't have Tank Dell or Keenan Allen. I am scraping the oh, bottom of my the barrel. God. It's, right now I'm trotting out Wandale and Deontay. Ugh. So disgusting. Yeah, it's not great. Um, Jason, I told you this before the podcast, but I'm going to reiterate it. In the Crow Kicking Corner, uh, I was getting desperate oh, no. for points. And uh, I had Brandon McManus uh, as my kicker. I saw the reports of wind gusts in Florida and got a little nervous and ended up dropping him for Joey Sly, who came through for me with two points instead of. Oh, man. Thank God you did that. One point. So the the crow kicking corner is alive and well. Um, Somebody I'm looking at targeting this week. Oh. Is Tyler Bass. Uh, He's against the Chargers. He's in. Suck my bass. He's in a controlled environment. The Bills offense is clicking, so you're going to get some touchdowns here. Um, the last four weeks, he's had fantasy points of 7, 8, 12, and 17. Um, so that's where I'm looking this week because I think the Bills will move the ball on the Chargers. Shout out to Kami Fairbairn, who put up 17 fantasy points from the kicker position. You love to see it. Uh, Fairbairn, I mean, he's basically available in every and any league right now. So just want to shout out the high kicker of the week. Rostered in 3% of ESPN leagues. Gets Cleveland at home and Tennessee at home. You got to think. When he uh, when he just put up, what, four field goals on Tennessee this last week and he gets Tennessee again in the championship that that might be some low-hanging kicker fruit who also gets Cleveland this week who will probably be able to make some stops against Houston so Fairbairn not a not a bad bad little play yep right where again we already talked about Cleveland's defense being a little more uh giveable on the road um which they are because uh, Houston's at home again controlled environments I'm even fine with Greg Joseph uh, for the Vikings home against Detroit uh, because they proved they can move the ball last week. So um, don't like target the the inside matchups for kickers because there's just too much weather variability. They can't kick it quite as far outdoors, um, and so get kickers inside for your playoffs. Giggity goo! All right. Anything else for the good of the people? I don't think so, man. Uh, I quit my job today, or at least put my two weeks in for the first time in my life. Um, that was an interesting experience. Um, I can't imagine. Yeah, being somewhere for eleven years and then uh, having to tell your bosses that you're you're done uh, in two weeks wow. was an interesting was an interesting experience. I'm glad it's over. And uh, ha- happy to be alive in three or four leagues. So I have a stressful weekend coming up. 
Um, but looking forward to Christmas and uh, family being in town and, and relaxing while simultaneously um, stressing the F out about fantasy playoffs because this weekend was very stressful. Um, I, my A-team league starts this week, uh, which I clinched a playoff spot for. Um, I had to buy Two in one playoffs? league. Yeah. Mm, yep. Yeah. Yeah. One, one, one last one. week. <laughs> right. So it's like I'm I'm in three semifinals Gross. essentially, um, which which is exciting. Uh, I like you just want to win one a year, right? Like that's that's kind of the goal. That is the goal, my friend. And uh, as far as all the rest of it, I know you land on your feet. Yeah, I'm highly confident in your ability to do so. And um, I'm excited to see what 2024 brings for you. So uh, thank you guys, everyone, for listening. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and your family, whatever it is that you celebrate. Um, I am looking forward to myself um, seeing a whole ton of family, eating way too much food, and watching all the football. I mean, if if my next job doesn't work, I can always become a professional podcaster. So at least I have that. Yeah, there's there's not enough middle-aged white guys talking about football yet. So thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.